0: Hello everyone and welcome to... The Christmas edition of Jesus Stories. This is the podcast which tells the stories of Jesus in an informal, informative, and interesting way. I'm your storyteller, George Taylor. Thank you for being with us today. This day on which the podcast is released is Christmas Day 2023, and it's only appropriate that on this day when the birth of Jesus is being celebrated, that we pause and do the same. Today, I'm going to tell you the Christmas story, the whole Christmas story. Now, did you know that this story goes all the way back to the creation of the world? Yeah, it does. For in the creation, we find out how God intended man and woman to occupy this world and what really happened, which changed everything. But that doesn't thwart God's purposes. He has a plan. He's got a plan for you and for me. And that plan is born, is wrapped in strips of cloth, laid in a manger, ultimately lived, and then died on this earth. But that is not the end of the story. you got to stay with me to hear the rest. First, let me quickly remind you that this episode and all of these episodes of Jesus Stories are made possible by your support, both in prayer and from your pocketbook. Thank you to those of you who do support us. You can join this effort, if you're not a part of it, by visiting my website. It's JesusStories.info. Click on the Support This Podcast tab and choose how you'd like to join in. That's JesusStories.info. Now, join me as I tell the story of the birth of Jesus, the whole story, share some Christmas music with you, hymns, which help us tell the story, and close with some appropriate comments. This presentation was recorded in a country church in Tennessee about three years ago, and it starts with music, joyful music. Oh, God. begins, right? In the beginning, the point when Yahweh created, the moment when time began. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and empty, and darkness covered the deep waters, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters, So the creation of the heavens and the earth and everything in them was completed. And then God said, let us make human beings in our image to be like us. They will reign over the fish of the sea, the birds in the sky, the livestock, all the wild animals on the earth, and the small animals that scurry along the ground. So God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them and said, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and govern it. Reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, and all the animals that scurry along the ground. The Lord God placed man in the Garden of Eden to tend and watch over it. The Lord God warned him. You may freely eat the fruit of every tree in the garden except the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. If you eat its fruit you are sure to die. And so it begins. Yahweh places his perfect creation man and woman on the perfect earth in the perfect spot Eden to work the garden to take care of it, to take care of each other. And Yahweh comes down to spend time with the man and the woman. They walk together in this beautiful spot, in this garden. God is with them. serpent was the shrewdest of all the wild animals the Lord God had made one day he asked the woman did God really say you must not eat the fruit of any of the trees in the garden of course we may eat fruit from the trees in the garden the woman replied it is only the fruit from the tree in the middle of the garden that we are not allowed to eat God said you must not eat it or even touch it If you do, you will die. You won't die, the serpent replied to the woman. God knows that your eyes will be opened as soon as you eat it, and you will be like God, knowing both good and evil. The woman was convinced. She saw that the tree was beautiful, and its fruit looked delicious, and she wanted the wisdom it would give her. So she took some of the fruit and ate it. She gave some to her husband, who was with her, and he ate it too. At that moment, their eyes were opened, and they suddenly felt shame at their nakedness. So they sewed fig leaves together to cover themselves. When the cool evening breezes were blowing, the man and his wife heard the Lord God walking about in the garden. So they hid from the Lord God among the trees. Then the Lord God called to the man, Where are you? He replied, I I heard you walking in the garden. So I hid. I was afraid because I'm naked. Who told you that you were naked? The Lord God asked. Have you eaten from the tree whose fruit I commanded you not to eat? The man replied, It was the woman you gave me who gave me the fruit, and I ate it. Then the Lord God asked the woman, What have you done? The serpent deceived me, she replied. That's why I ate it. So the Lord God banished them from the garden of Eden. So man and God are separated. But that is just the beginning of this story. For God sought to right this wrong. To bring his creation back to him forever. From the seed of one man, God established a nation to become his very own. But that nation, Israel, proved to be just like Adam and Eve, rebellious, disobedient. God had told them that he would raise up a prophet like Moses from among them. But he was not to be found. Where was he? when would he come? Israel waited. They didn't wait well. They continued in their rebellious and sinful ways. God sent messengers, angels, prophets with message of hope. That time of darkness and despair will not go on forever. The land of Zebulun and Naphtali will be humbled But there will be a time in the future when the Galilee of the Gentiles, which lies along the road that runs between Jordan and the sea, will be filled with glory. The people who walk in darkness will see a great light. For those who live in a land of deep darkness, a light will shine. You will enlarge the nation of Israel and its people will rejoice. They will rejoice before you and people rejoice at the harvest and like warriors dividing plunder. For you will break the yoke of their slavery and lift the heavy burden from their shoulders. You will break the oppressor's rod just as you did when you destroyed the army of Midian. The boots of the warrior and the uniforms bloodstained by war will all be burned. They will be fuel for the fire. Look, a virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. For a child is born to us. A son is given to us. The government will rest on his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. The government and his peace will never end. He will rule with fairness and justice from the throne of his ancestor David for all eternity. The passionate commitment of the Lord of Heaven's armies will make this happen. Bethlehem, Ephrathah are only a small village among all the people of Judah. Yet a ruler of Israel whose origins are in the distant past will come from you on my behalf. The people of Israel will be abandoned to their enemies until the woman in labor gives birth. Then at last his fellow countrymen will return from exile to their own land. And he will stand to lead his flock with the Lord's strength in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God. Then his people will live there undisturbed, for he will be highly honored around the world, and he will be the source of peace. So Israel waits. They wait. They wait. And the final 400 years was long, There was no word from Jehovah, no prophet, no prophecy, but God was working. At just the right time, the waiting ended, a message arrives. A message arrives to Zechariah, who was serving in the temple. He hears this message. While Zechariah was in the sanctuary, an angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing to the right of the incense altar. Zechariah was shaken and overwhelmed with fear when he saw him, but the angel said, Don't be afraid, Zechariah. God has heard your prayer. Your wife Elizabeth will give you a son, and you are to name him John. You will have great joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth, for he will be great in the eyes of the Lord." Zechariah is incredulous he doesn't believe his ears he doesn't believe the angel after all he and his wife well they're old so he struck mute while he waits for God's work to be done and sure enough his wife becomes pregnant in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth a village in Galilee to a virgin named Mary she was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph a descendant of King David Gabriel appeared to her and said greetings favored woman the Lord is with you confused and disturbed Mary tried to think what the angel could mean don't be afraid Mary the angel told her for you have found favor with God May everything you have said about me come true. And then the angel left her. So Jehovah has set up two miraculous births to bring Israel's waiting to an end. But who's going to notice? At that time, the Roman emperor, Augustus, decreed that a census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire this was the first census taken when Quirinius was governor of Syria all returned to their own ancestral towns to register for the census and because Joseph was a descendant of King David he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea David's uh, ancient home he traveled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee he took with him Mary to whom he was engaged who was now expecting a child And while they were there, the time came for her baby to be born. She gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no lodging available for him. She gave birth to her firstborn son. The one who Israel was expecting was born. Born in a nothing town, Bethlehem. A town known only for its lambs, its sheep, its sheep which were destined to be slaughtered. A town so small that when people came from out of town, there was no place for them to stay. So there was no place for Mary to give birth. his birth do you wonder who attended the birth who helped Mary who cut the umbilical cord who boiled the water who wrapped the babe who put him in a manger the feeding trough we don't know the answers we just know that the savior of the world the one for whom Israel was waiting was born in circumstances which wouldn't be tolerated in our world and who knew? Yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth, lying in a manger. Suddenly the angel was joined by a a vast host of elders, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. Heart, the
1: hell, an
0: But Mary kept all these things in her heart, and thought about them often. The shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. It was just as the angel had told them. Jesus is born. But as wondrous as this story is, this is not all there is to tell. Not by a long shot. No. Jesus didn't come to earth to be celebrated as a baby. He came to earth to be celebrated as the Savior, the Messiah, the King, the one for whom Israel was looking, the one for whom we wait as well. Jesus lived on earth some 33 years. And in the last three of those years, his ministry proclaimed the good news. Repent, the kingdom of heaven is here that message was received by the people at the time many believed but there were powerful people religious and government leaders who did not accept the message and they killed our lord the very one for whom israel had been waiting was crucified was killed by some of the very people who were waiting for him to come they missed the gift god was still working (laughs) three days after his death jesus was resurrected by the power of jehovah and that is our celebration this morning yes he had to be born and die in order to be one of us on this earth but he was raised from the dead what does that mean for us well first it means a new life paul wrote just as everyone dies because we all belong to adam everyone who belongs to christ will be given a new life it means reconciliation i love this scripture when we were utterly helpless christ came at just the right time and died for us sinners now most people would not be willing to die for an upright person though someone might perhaps be willing to die for a person who is especially good But God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. And since we have been made right in God's sight by the blood of Christ, he will certainly save us from God's condemnation. For since our friendship with God was restored by the death of his son while we were still his enemies, we will certainly be saved through the life of his son. So now we can rejoice in our wonderful new relationship with God. Because our Lord Jesus Christ has made us friends of God. And finally, it means salvation. For this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only son. So that everyone who believes in him will not perish. But have eternal life. God sent his son into the world, not to judge the world, but to save the world through him.
2: Precious life so Life for me, for me, because he loved me so. He gave his precious life for me, for me.
0: So we celebrate Jesus. We celebrate by remembering that it was the love of God that sent Jesus to us. It was Jesus' love for us that compelled him to die for us. Yes, Jesus came to the earth because of his love for you and for me. And it is that love that sends his servants out into the world to tell his story to all of you. This podcast tells the story of Jesus in a way which allows you to make up your own mind about him, about how you should respond to him. So my question is this, how has this podcast touched you? How has it touched your heart? Would you share it with me on social media or via email? Links for both are in the show notes on our podcast player or on the website, JesusStories.info. And that's the whole Christmas story. From start to, well, well, it's not finished yet. Jesus stories are still being written and we will continue to tell them in 2024. I invite you to join me in two weeks. In our next episode, we will continue with the interview we started last time with Dennis and his encounter with and deliverance from evil. In the meantime, God bless you and Merry Christmas.